Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I am Travis fucking Clark. T-F-C. It's dynamite! This is part three of our look into Nirvana's Nevermind years. Oof. And boy, does it take a turn. It does take a turn. It takes a weird turn. It takes a weird turn. It takes a dark sad turn. Sad turn. Yeah. And that's what I find the more we dive into this, the more I go, <sighs> Yeah. This is, I mean, everyone knows the Nirvana story is ultimately a very sad and tragic one. But up to this point, it's this has been a mostly lighthearted podcast. Has it? I th- I mean, <laughs> there's been some dark stuff, but nothing where it's like, oh, that guy's going to die pretty soon. Well, I mean, d- spoiler. I don't know if people have seen the entire. Yeah. yeah f- I, sorry. Yeah. I don't know if everybody you knows the entire Nirvana story. You know, I it could was, be talking about Dave. Right. Cole. It's true. It's, yeah. You could be. I mean, this is the most ambitious crossover in the history <laughs> of music. I want to point out, before we get too deep into it, a reminder, because I had to remind myself of this very much. We're talking about a guy in his mid-20s who's super famous. And because it's real it's easy a lot to of pressure. Just, yeah, it's, but it's also real easy to go, fuck you. Right. But then you go, oh, if you had given me unlimited power at 25, I'd have been a real different dude also. Yeah, and there are some fuck you moments oh, in yeah. this. And ones that don't age well, like even remotely. Right, Yeah. right. Ones we can't be like, oh, Even given the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, ooh, ooh, that's not, not a good look, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Cobain, not a good look. Yeah, I got, we did an episode of Unpops. We're going to do a bonus episode on Patreon every month called Unpops Customer Service. Oh, nice. Where me and Brett and sometimes a guest host will answer voicemails and emails and things. And we got an email from someone scolding me for pronouncing Kurt's last name as Cobain instead of Cobain? Cobain? Wait, what do they want it to be? Like Kurt Cobain. They, not Cobain. They took time they out, of, out of their... I can't say... Bi- Cobain. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say they took time out of their busy day, but clearly that's not true. They took time <laughs> out of their day, their day to write you about the where you place the, the accent. The emphasis on Kurt Cobain's On the name. Cobain. Right. How about we just call him Kurt Cobain? Kurt. Kurt. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain with a K. I loved Kurt Cobain <laughs> in his band in Nirvana. Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Which is oh, that's what's right. gonna happen that's, if you keep pushing us. Yeah, you keep We're pushing just us. Gonna pronounce it yeah. wrong every time. Remember when they want us to put the T on Chris? Nope, not doing it. Not in this lifetime. So, yeah, this is uh, you can put a T on the end and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is kind of the when we last checked in with Kurt and Courtney, we just found out Courtney Love was pregnant. What? And this is a thing that freaks Kurt out quite a bit. One, because they've been doing a shit ton of heroin. Sure. Yeah. The this entire time. But also, and this sort of comes up more, he had spent so much time in his life making fun of flipper babies. You know, you don't hear people <laughs> making the flipper baby jokes anymore. Well well, it was thalidomide. 
was right. what caused it, right? But I mean, and like, they got rid of it. It is such a like '90s thing to make fun of. It's flipper babies, right? <laughs> because like even kids in the hall made flipper baby jokes. Like it was this weird thing that we all just decided that's fine. Yeah. Also, that, too, he liked the band Flipper. That will mess up your offspring for sure. Right. That's right. very, very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Flipper Babies thing. And that's like a big superstition with a lot of people. They're like, oh, if you make fun of an ugly kid, you're going to have an ugly baby. Yeah. Or if you're an ugly person. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. kind of what happens. By the way, we should start a band called the Flipper Babies. That, yeah. I feel like we should do. Just- I'd be shocked if there's not a band called the Flipper Babies. But if there's not, we Flipper sh- babies, we make your dreams come true. <laughs> but even if there is, they're not bringing in enough cash to sue us yeah. for well, using the name. There can be more. There can be flipper babies. There can right, be plural right. flipper babies. <laughs> we could all just tour under the same logo, <laughs> which would be a flipper A baby. flipper baby, yeah. A flipper baby version of Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Playing a guitar with a flipper. <laughs> we told you this would be a sad it's episode. It's going to get weird, guys. <laughs> Buckle in. He, now, at this point, how many Infinity Stones does Cobain have? Have we gotten into that part yet? I can't remember because he's been trying to get them for a while. Am I confusing something? Maybe. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so good news, everybody. Kurt and Courtney go to a doctor and they learn that, you know, using heroin during that first trimester, that's fine. No, you know, when you're pregnant, you want the baby to not get comfortable. You know, you want it to struggle. <laughs> it makes it a, like a firmer baby. It makes a better yeah. baby. And a skinnier baby is going to come out easier. Look. That's going to slide right you out. You want a sexy baby? You got to do a little bit of yeah. heroin in that first trimester. Yeah. You know? Heroin chic was in. Oh, my God. So in. Did it ever go out? I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it came roaring back <laughs> if it did go out for a while. Holy shit. Fentanyl chic now. Yeah. So, got uh, those opioid eyes. (laughs) Sexy. (laughs) So, at this time, Kurt and Courtney are living in LA at 448 North Spalding in Los Angeles in a two bedroom apartment. Their rent was $1,100. That's a good deal. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Yeah. Although, uh, the actual address is surprising. Like, is that after the fact? Like, how did you get that? That it's in Heavier Than Heaven, it's in the book. So, we could. In theory, just go to this place right now. Yeah, there's, you and I. there's a couple addresses in here that we could just go to and be like, I feel like we got to do it. Are the turtles here? Yeah. Did, did, did anybody leave a turtles like 25, 28 years ago? I was looking for some turtles. They'd worth, still be alive. They're I worth about 50 it. bucks each. I've done the research. Uh, I think we should go do a uh, a remote pod from one of these locations from where he, I mean, look, do I want to go all the way to the suicide house? No. But someplace on North Spalding? I could do that. Didn't they? I think they tore the suicide house down, I think. Uh, that or, was Flipper Baby's first album, Tear the Suicide <laughs> House Down. So good. Hard to find. Out of print. Yeah. $1,100 a month, which I know there are probably people who will listen to this podcast still and be like $1,100 for a tip. That's a lot. Right. And then I'll let you know right now that uh, for that amount of money, now you could live in a closet that is like an Airbnb closet. Yeah. For that amount of money. In LA, you would be maybe in a studio deep in the valley. You're renting a room for $1,100. Right. You don't have a whole place to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. And your fucking roommate, you tell them that you don't want their pubic hair in your fucking soap and they still do it. That's $1,100 Will you refill the Brita pitcher? Is it that fucking hard? How hard is it? You you eat off a dish, you wash a dish. I don't know why we keep having this conversation. That's what $1,100 gets you in LA. (laughs) Yes. So it was a simpler time. Or marriage. It could also be marriage is what I'm talking about. So shortly after moving in, they check into a Holiday Inn 
as one does after after you've just rented a two bedroom apartment. Right. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because, this all checks out because they have to detox and it's going to be messy. Oh, I've heard stories. But how shitty is that literally and figuratively literally, yes. to the housekeeping staff at that Holiday Inn where Look, they're like, we could send we could send people in to clean our apartment, but or hear me out. <laughs> Holiday Inn. We could shit game. all over yeah. Holiday Inn. Look, they're, they work at Holiday Inn. They knew what they signed up for. No one, no one working at Holiday Inn expected not to clean up rock star shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially at a Holiday Inn. Yeah, in Deep Valley. <laughs> so Kurt, he had two motivations for wanting to get clean at this point. The baby, Ovs. Yep. And also, and probably more importantly, he was going on tour in Japan and Australia and figured he wouldn't be able to find heroin. I mean, that's the best reason to get clean when you know yeah. your supply is going to run out. Yeah. You're like, Ugh, I don't want to detox away from home. I don't want to get the, the the skin crawlies yeah. in Australia because it could be something really crawling on me that will kill me. Yeah. So That's just thinking yeah. ahead. He's being a smart traveler at that point. He probably read like a State Department right. advisory heroin addicts clean up before you go to Japan and Australia. And he was like, oh, good tip. If coming to Australia, one, check out the Sydney Opera House. Two, kick smack <laughs> before you come. Hard to find here. You can smoke a baby kangaroo, though. <laughs> I still want to go to Australia someday. Terrifying. The place is terrifying. You've been there? No. I've seen photos, <laughs> and I'm terrified. There was this, it was one of the few times I, I found somebody else's tweet more amusing than my own. Um, this guy it had this dialogue with his mom, and he said... Uh, the mom's like, how's Australia? And he's like, oh, there's a dingo eating a shark and two snakes rooting on the on the beach. And she's like, don't be so, you know, whatever. And he takes a photo and there's a dingo <laughs> eating, eating a shark and two snakes intertwined and fucking. And then everyone from Australia is like, yeah, that's pretty much Australia. You nailed it. Oh, my God. See, add, add poisonous spider and the fosters and you've got the whole thing. You're there. Mon Rock, who co-hosts another podcast on this network called You Should Watch This Documentary, She's from Australia. Oh, boy. And every time I tell her I want to go, she's like, it's just like Los Angeles. like With nine of the most poisonous <laughs> snakes of the 10. That's what they, nine of the 10 most poisonous snakes are in Australia. And one of them's in the water. You can go swimming in the ocean and be bit by a poisonous or snake. Or you cannot go swimming in the ocean, which right. is how I avoid sharks. Oh, smart. Yeah, yeah. But don't forget land shark. Yeah. 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 That's the only only time I'll ever buy that. Oh, yours you, is likely to get struck by lightning. Yeah, because I'm on land. Yeah, right in the water. Right, I'm way less likely. Yeah, to get if you were in water, you could get struck by lightning while being attacked by a shark. Or the lightning could sh strike the strike shark. The shark. Yeah, and then oh. it becomes a super shark. But I get to see that right. happen. I think that's I what die. starts a sharknado. I think it's a I lightning think, starting. It hits a shark yeah. and then. And then <laughs> that makes sense. I think so. So here's a crazy thing. In the middle of this detox. They filmed the Come As You Are video. Yep, that makes sense. When detoxing, get on camera. Get on camera as immediately. As much as you can yeah. with giant close-ups and preferably have your face projected. Right. But projected on water so they can't see the sores, I'm assuming, is what that was That about, was right? yeah. exactly why his face is obscured in that video, because mm. he was detoxing from heroin in the middle of it, and not a good look. And then there's that famous chandelier scene in that. Right, yeah. which takes on a whole new dimension now that you know he was probably leaking watery shits right. out of his asshole while well, he was swinging through the air. He was strapped into it and the the famous scene where we see him looks like he's trying to like 
do some kind of Pirates yeah. of Penzance move, it's him screaming, Give me down! <laughs> Give me down! I want to get off of this! He's freaking the fuck out. How much do you think he hated that that scene went in the video? How much do you want to bet he never saw the video? Yeah, I, I don't. See you don't catch him as being. I don't picture him as being a watch the final product guy. He watched a lot of MTV though, so it would have been bound to have wow. come up. So what a what a love hate relationship. Like we get into yeah. it. It comes up. Yeah. So while he's on tour, he has no heroin, so his stomach problems act up again, and his management company lines him up with a doctor who quote specializes in rock stars. Okay. And Kurt shows up at this doctor. And there is a framed picture of Keith Richards on the wall. Now, I would submit that no matter what doctor you're walking into, if there's a picture of Keith Richards, <laughs> you just turn around. Because that's him saying, I had a part in that. But then there's also that kind of thing of like, well, that guy's still alive. This guy must know what he's doing. I feel like if Keith Richards could speak real words, he would tell us he wants to die. Please, you won't <laughs> let me go. Mick won't let me die. Unplug the thing. I can't do nothing. Look at my fingers. My fingers look like skeleton bones. Have you seen his fingers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Have terrifying. you seen his face? <laughs> that looks a lot like his fingers. Yeah. That face belongs with those fingers. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to a doctor with Keith Richards' picture hanging on the wall. <laughs> but it's like it's like the young Keith Richards, like it's the reverse Dorian Gray thing, like the real Keith Richards keeps, keeps aging, but the photo stays young and beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> and he gets medicine from this doctor that at first he realizes is working really, really well. So that's that's positive. And then later on, looks at the label and realizes there's methadone in it. So he's basically just back on heroin now. Well, yes and no. Yeah. Um, Methadone's a weird. I've been on. Have you ever been on methadone? <laughs> I have not. I have. It's Which not a weird question for me. No, so. no. no. Well, I mean, yeah. not a weird question for anyone in the LA comedy scene. Like, exactly. oh, which which ones have you done? <laughs> um, I was on methadone, and uh, it, uh, it intense hiccups. I hiccuped for a week. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever hiccuped, hiccuped that long. It stops being funny, and you start going, "I just want to die." Yeah. Like it, and your throat gets raw after like a hour yeah if i'm still hiccuping sure. i'm ready to end it all and anytime i would try to go on stage i'd have to take like a giant bottle of water and drink it as fast as i could to make my diaphragm spasm the opposite way oh, so i could yeah. go and do a set for like 10 minutes and then I'd be like well that's my time guys holy shit <laughs> <laughs> good times that's that's going in your book someday it sure is it's called stories that don't really go anywhere by <laughs> travis clark so after Japan, Kurt and Courtney decide to fly to Hawaii. Well, yep. they don't decide to. They have to. There's two shows there. But they decide to get married. And they wanted a Valentine's Day wedding, which is so fucking punk rock. Why is that? It's not. Okay. I was, all I was right. joking. Because you had that in the notes, and I was like, am I missing something? It's it not. seems it's very on the nose. Yeah. It's the lamest fucking thing. It's very, I'm 14, and you're 14, and we're going to grow up, and we're going to yeah. get married. <laughs> we're going to get married in tropical paradise on, on Valentine's Day. But they didn't finish their prenup in time, which that's- That's pretty punk rock. <laughs> yeah. That is. That's pretty great. (laughs) I love you to the end of the world and back. However, the lawyers have just a couple of red line (laughs) items here on your version. We just need to go over the uh, clause about royalties. What's what's funny about this is the year they get married and sign this prenup, Kurt Cobain's tax return, $27,000 in taxable income. What? Oh, because it's before the big- It's before the royalty checks start coming in. So this was more like a thing to protect 
future earnings. He definitely. You don't wasn't think he was trying to guard rich. that that sweet sweet twenty seven k, that fast food money. Look, most of that's turtle money. And I <laughs> came into the marriage with the turtle money, so please leave those a little. Turtles yeah. first, so. Uh, they were married on Waikiki Beach on Monday, February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two. Courtney, Courtney. That's sure. what we used to call yeah. him. That's what we used that to makes call him. Courtney wore a silk dress that used to belong to Francis Farmer. That's morbid. What? And Kurt wore blue plaid pajamas and a woven Guatemalan purse. I wonder where he wore that purse. Probably as a hat. I would say kind of as a cummerbund to keep the like ring in, maybe. Oh yeah, right. Like a like maybe it's an actual kind of purse kind of deal. I like that he got married in pajamas. I mean, it's a very Hawaiian way to do it. Like, just what do you have? Yeah, just wear that. Yeah, it's fine. We're on the beach. What's it matter? We're on island time. So Courtney bought a vintage dress that used to belong to an actress. Yeah, and uh, pajamas for me. Oh, just whatever I woke up in. <laughs> I'm gonna come as I am. Hey, what if I wrote a song about that? <laughs> These pajamas used to belong to Dave. <laughs> Not to, like like two other Daves, <laughs> two Daves ago, different drummer. You could see him in our photo shoot, the plus minus. <laughs> He also flew, they flew Dylan Carlson in to be the best man and to bring heroin, of course. Oh, that's the best man's job, you know? Yeah. I've been married. That's uh, what you That's yeah. what you need from a best man. Look. Heroin. My best man brought me uh, oatmeal. Sure. But, you know, so some people's oatmeal is heroin. We all have different needs on our <laughs> wedding day. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Who knows what's going to calm you down. Uh, so, not at the wedding. Chris Novoselic and Shelly... Nova, I don't know if they were married by this point. I think they were. Oh, okay. But Chris and Shelly were not there because Kurt felt that Shelly was gossiping about Courtney. So he barred her from coming to the wedding. And since she was barred from the wedding, so was Chris. Oh, you put the T on. Yeah, I figured. Oh, look at that. Yeah, just throw when you him really, a bone. When you want to hit the authority, you put that hard consonant I on feel like that's yeah. probably what Kurt called Chris when he wanted to like argue. Oh, Calling someone by their full name. You can't come to the wedding, Chris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, because Shelly's been talking shit to everybody, so you can't see me get married in my pajamas. Sorry. Yeah, it seems like he really did hate high school. Brought that shit with him to <laughs> right his professional career. <laughs> but that's when I go back to what we said. What I said earlier. Keep in mind, this guy's like 24, 25 right now. Right. And has all of that 27K just floating in from just 1991. fucking filling yeah. those pockets. But to imagine to go from, I mean, that's still just above the poverty level, to now flying to Waikiki on a fucking whim to marry your heroine bride. Right. Like you have, your whole world has changed in less than a year. Yeah. So at this point, Chris thinks the band has broken up. Kurt and Chris don't see each other for another two months. Nirvana doesn't play in public for another four months, which that's a weird choice because right. well you know honeymoon <laughs> honeymoon phase right so yeah i don't I know but they're like at the height of their popularity right. at this point like they've just filmed the come as you are video and so that means smells like teen spirit has already hit right and so he's like turning down offers to tour left and right and during this time his heroin use just super duper increases increases in Creases. So the uh, the Holiday Inn romp didn't work out. It did not. And his reasoning, which this sounds completely plausible, is if he were to quit, he would just kind of relapse and keep going back and forth. But if he really leans into it, 
eventually he'll get tired of doing heroin. I got to tell you, I have the same opinion like when I open a box of Oreos. I was like, if I just eat this whole box of Oreos, right. I'll be done with Oreos forever. I, yeah. And then it turns out, no, I'm just going to go buy more Oreos Yeah, because yeah. I like Oreos. Yeah. So surprisingly, this plan did not work. Now, you have here in the notes that I'm supposed to uh, ask you about the Marilyn Manson thing at Zach Baggins Haunted uh, Museum. Oh, man. Now, you just had your first trip to uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, You'd right. you never been before. I had never been. And I recommended... Area 51, the Extraterrestrial Highway, Donut Bar, and this haunted museum. I went to Donut Bar. Uh huh. Good recommendation. The birthday cake donut was fantastic. It's one of the best uh, donut places in America. And I went to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum, which is fantastic. If guys, if you're not familiar with Zach Baggins, imagine someone you think would be the lead singer of a Christian band. Now make him a ghost hunter. That's Zach Baggins. He's the Dane Cook of Ghost Town. <laughs> he absolutely is. He he's he walks one hundred percent. He walks in the room, and was he there? No, he oh. might have been because oh. it was Friday the thirteenth, and there was a very expensive looking SUV parked in mm. one of the only parking spots. A lot of people don't realize has ghosts will only come out for expensive SUVs. You right. have to drive that to the location, or you're not going to get any uh, spirits. So that there were there were some rumblings that he was there, but we didn't. No one saw him, but. Did, did you smell a lot of hair product and uh, sunglasses that are too big for your face, but also very expensive? <laughs> I do recall that yeah. in the Zach Baggins right. room. Something that looks like it should be an Affliction t-shirt, but is somehow his <laughs> own t-shirt. Yeah. There's a lot of that when he's around. I just, I love when he walks in a room and just starts screaming at the ghosts and like taunting them and threatening <laughs> yeah. them. It's my favorite fucking thing. Because every other ghost hunting show, they're like, uh... We're just trying to make contact with the spirit here. We don't want to be disrespectful. And he's like, I heard you like throwing bricks at kids. Throw a brick at me, ghost. What are you, a pussy ghost? <laughs> Fight me, ghost. Fight me. I'm here, bro. Scare at me, bro. <laughs> That's what he says, I think. It's also weird. Like in the first room, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to take pictures in there. And when you get in that first room, it's this creepy doll room. But then you look around and there's like, Hitler memorabilia, and some racist stuff in the corner. And it's like, what is this room? Because they're like, this is just a room with general weird stuff. And it's like some of that stuff. I'm like, oh, I get why you don't want us to take pictures. General weird. Uh, it seems more like commandant weird, if you ask me. It's a little. But one of the strangest rooms uh, is a, there's a celebrity memorabilia room. And they do have some Kurt Cobain shit. I don't remember. What? I don't remember what. It's nothing that cool. But they have apparently Red Fox's possessions are haunted. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all in a glass case in the back of the room, and it's roped off. Lisbon, I told you, <laughs> I ain't gonna go to heaven. I'm gonna haunt this place. <laughs> and it's all roped off and you can stand and kind of like lean and read and there's Red a fox of all people there's a plaque that says anyone who's come into possession of his things over the past few years has ex experienced weird shit hey dummy <laughs> don't you know you're not supposed to be holding my possessions i'm dead <laughs> oh my god ghost of red fox is here he's got a lot of weird patrick swayze shit in there he's got patrick swayze's tooth because he was in Ghost? Because you know that iconic tooth? <laughs> iconic Swayze tooth, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, everyone yeah. 
So that's, well, it's what made him people's sexiest man alive. That he, iconic tooth. When he disappeared, when he uh, uh, you know right. evaporated into the universe, all that was left behind was that one yeah, tooth. Just a tooth yeah. dropped. Zach Baggins caught it, <laughs> chucked it in his museum. Come at me, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Manifest the rest of yourself around this tooth. I fucking dare you. Red Fox is here. He's not a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I brought this up, because... We're talking about heroin. Right, right. Yes, that's where we were. <laughs> Sorry. In that celebrity room, there's this, it's made out of like this glass resin kind of thing. Like it's sort of translucent, but not really. Like if you hold it up to uh -huh. light, you can see through it. It's, it's red, shaped like a heart, and it's got a heroin kit inside it. And it's a heroin kit. There was a woman in Marilyn Manson's band. There was? At one point. And I can't think of who it was. You know they have girls' names, right? <laughs> no, but I think... <laughs> oh, like an actual lady? Yeah, I think it was a woman. Okay. And, and she might not have been in the band. It was a friend of his, if nothing else. And he Rose made... Rose McGowan. <laughs> right? <laughs> Is that who we're talking about? No. <laughs> and he made this... He took one of her heroin kits. She had quit doing heroin. And he took a heroin kit that she had used one night when she was hanging out with him and encased it in this resin glass heart and gave it to her as like a gift. What? Like, I made you, I made you this art. <laughs> and it was called Break in Case of Emergency. And it was a heart-shaped box. It was a heart-shaped box. Filled with heroin. Filled with a heroin It kit. couldn't be more Kurt Cobain if we tried. Right. Yeah. Kurt Cobain would buy that. Yeah. If That's cool. <laughs> I was kind of, I wasn't, I was a little confused by your whole, you know, you're like your, your rock jock kind of thing, your shock rock jock. <laughs> but I like this box of heroin shaped like a heart. Have you heard that Lenny Kravitz song? Oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't around for Guitar Hero, but I played the shit out of the Lenny Kravitz song on Guitar Hero. Have you heard his cover of American Woman? Even better than the original. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Shut up. I'm Kurt Cobain. I'm in Nirvana. I have a heart-shaped box filled with heroin. <laughs> what did it what was the heroin kit? Was it like a nice it syringe? Was a and syringe, spoon? a spoon, yeah. a lighter, and I think like an alcohol swab yeah. or a cotton ball or something like that. I went to a friend's wedding. And uh, I think there was heroin in yeah, it. Yeah, oh, nice. Good. Of course. Yeah. Heroin keeps. Uh I went to a friend's wedding and they had like creme brulee on a bent spoon. And so it was like it was like a single bite of brulee, <laughs> and they were like torching it. And I was like, is this <laughs> I know you guys don't know what you think you're doing, but this is hilarious in the wrong way that you That's intended it. Fantastic. <laughs> so they uh, they they named the baby around this time. That's they they come up with the name Francis Bean Cobain. Wasn't because she looked like a little bean? Wasn't that like the they, first image they saw of her? That the, was the story. Her I remember. sonogram. They yeah. said she looked like a bean, so yeah. they would just call her the Bean before they came up mm. with a name. So then they they landed on Francis Bean. Francis, a tribute to Francis McKee of the Vaselines. I always thought it was Francis Farmer. Me too. What the fuck do I know? What the fuck do we know? Yeah, who are we? Uh, in April, they travel to Seattle to look for a home. This is one of my hmm. uh, favorite Nirvana stories. While they're there, they go to a place called Orpheum Records. And Which is still around, right? Probably. No. Yeah. It might be. And they're looking around, and they see all of these Nirvana bootlegs. <laughs> this story. So they decide to seize all of these bootlegs on the grounds that the store is selling them illegally. Yep. Which is true. Yeah, it's not wrong. They, they have every right. And the cashier is worried that 
they're going to get him in trouble because the manager's not there. Right. And he's like, they're going to they're gonna think I just stole a bunch of Nirvana CDs. Yeah, this kid's probably also 18 years old. Right. You know, yeah. And so he asked them to write a letter <laughs> to the manager. And they write, Courtney writes a note that says, I need for you to not make money off my husband so I can feed my children. Love, Mrs. Cobain. And then Kurt adds, macaroni and cheese for all oh my god you guys <laughs> punching up that letter really close yeah it out. a lot of people don't know kurt was a great script doctor he could like take a just kind of a basic concept and really narrow it what does that mean <laughs> no idea what does that mean but also and- too, imagine being this kid all right you come in two gigantic Famous rock stars of the time come in. This is before you can Instagram this shit and like take photos that everyone can see. And they take all of these things and you go, Will you write a letter? Like it just sounds like the kid's like, I'm just going to sell all of these yeah. <laughs> bootlegs myself and say Kurt Cobain came in and took them and I'll just write a letter yeah. and I'll write something crazy <laughs> on it. I mean, I want that to be the story. That was, would be that would be fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I was like a kid, I worked in this record store, <laughs> and I sold all the bootlegs to my friends for like a dollar, and then I was like, oh shit, the, the register's not going <laughs> to balance out. So I wrote a letter and pretended it was from Kurt and Cobain and, uh, and Courtney, and I wrote like macaroni and cheese for all. It was on so many drugs at the time. Oh, no, no, it didn't idea. make sense at the time. It was the 90s, man. My favorite detail of this story, though, Kurt Cobain was in there looking for an album by the band Negative Land, mm. and it turns out the album he was looking for bootleg hypocrite sir <laughs> i say unto you hypocrite should your spirit haunt your artifacts next to red foxes in the haunted museum i will call you out as a hypocrite <laughs> he showed them oh my god if zach baggins could try and like bring kurt cobain back just dude i heard you tried to buy bootlegs <laughs> i heard you were mad about people bootlegging your time but you bought bootlegs you're a hypocrite. Fight me, you you, you little itty-bitty heroin addict. Is it true you killed yourself because you couldn't find that bootleg? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. No? That's not it? Oh, okay. Oh, you're Never watching. mind. <laughs> <laughs> is it true your wife is a CIA operative? I don't want to go down this hole. This feels, like, this feels like a bad way to go. Oh, everyone go listen to that episode of Conspiracy the Show if you haven't. By the way, also- Courtney Love and the CIA. If you're not aware of Ultra- What is it? MK, MK Ultra. MK Ultra. You just do a little Googling of MK Ultra and Courtney Love, and then tell me that's not what happened. It's pretty creepy. So throughout 1991, Kurt had rejected several requests from Rolling Stone yep. magazine to do an interview. Uh, this carried on into 1992. Uh, at one point in 92, he writes them a letter. This I is, love a Cobain letter. You got to love They're them. always very tasteful. And Again, this is going to be the one he sends. You goddamn yeah. know it. This will finally be the He's one. He's going to fucking do it. And this is what the letter says. At this point in our uh, career. The uh is in there, by the way. The, yeah. <laughs> the uh. He put uh. uh. At this point in our uh, career, before hair loss treatment and bad credit, I've decided I have no desire to do an interview. We wouldn't benefit from an interview because the average Rolling Stone reader is a middle-aged ex-hippie turned hippie crite who embraces the past as the glory days and has a kinder, gentler, more adult approach towards the new liberal conservatism. The average Rolling Stone reader has always gathered moss. He never mailed the letter, and a few weeks later, he was sitting down for an interview with Rolling Stone. <laughs> Hypocrite, sir! I call you out! Uh, the power of grunge compels me! Come forth! 
answer for your hypocritic crimes. But he did wear a T-shirt on the cover that said corporate magazine still sucks. That's true. He sure did. So that makes it all right. And I would like to point out at this time, I was a reader of uh, Rolling Stone. I was not middle-aged and I was not gathering moss. Yeah, I read Rolling Stone yeah. around that time, yeah. too. I also went back and bought a copy of that issue on eBay for like $35 Whoa. a few years later and framed it. But now I don't know where it is. Yeah. That's, Who knows? That sounds like every eBay purchase I have. I went and found this thing I wanted, and I don't know <laughs> I don't where know I... what happened to and it. And I probably can't even sell it for what I paid for it. <laughs> oh, definitely yeah. not. So this Rolling Stone interview is one of the places where the Under the Bridge story comes from. He also says he was drug-free and things were good with the band. Oh, that's great. He was actually strung out on heroin and the band broke up between the time <laughs> he gave that interview <laughs> and when it was published. What I'm hearing is, is that Cobain, unreliable narrator. If Cobain was telling his own story, not don't, right. don't. Yeah. And he the reason they break up is this is when that big royalties thing happens. Because when the they- The penny royalties? <laughs> Oh, yeah! I hit the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally enough, this song, which we use on the main podcast, is called Nirvana Vivo. I have no idea why. It just wants you to go it's to Nirvana's called, Vivo it's channel. It's Nirvana Vivo, and it's a free song anyone can use on their podcast. It's also the background music on Nirvana's Vivo channel. If you, that's Vimeo. No, whatever. They're both. It they have both, I my, bet. In my old man brain. So they had originally, when they set up their publishing, they just split it three ways. Right. And eventually Kurt goes to them and says, no, I want 75% for the music and I want 100% of the royalties for the lyrics. Did he write all the lyrics? He did. Okay, so the, I can I can abide by the lyrics. Right. 75% of the music. That's a lot. But his argument was he would a lot of times just have to show them exactly what he wanted them to play. And like I think like the Billy Corgan argument. But it, that, it, that, that, that could be a number of things. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Could be talking Illuminati stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they... they briefly split up over that but they eventually get back together kurt puts the extra money to good use by upping his heroin intake to 400 dollars a day that's a lot of heroin right it's a lot oh, a whole lot of heroin that's a bunch of heroin because the one thing i always hear about heroin is how cheap it is yeah and it's, it's subsidized <laughs> <laughs> and he also purchases a bootleg of the bud dwyer suicide video oh. around this time and watches it obsessively throughout 1992 and 1993. I'm going to do everyone a favor. Do not go and Google the Bud Dwyer suicide video. Don't do it. If you've never seen it. You don't want to see it. There's maybe a part of you that goes, I wonder what that looks like. And then you'll see it. And then you're not the same afterwards. I say that yeah. as someone who's seen it. And don't go watch it. I've seen it. I've also seen the interrogation room suicide video. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Don't Google that either. Uh, I saw uh, a Russian soldier get his throat sliced out from like World War II. Oof. I don't recommend that one. Yeah. Uh, awful. Awful. I've told you about the crime scene photos I had as a kid, right? No. My grandfather was a sheriff's deputy in oh. Tazewell County, which is right next to Peoria County in uh, Illinois, where I grew up. And when he retired, someone owed him a favor. Someone in the crime lab owed him a favor. Oh, no. And they repaid this favor by giving him a stack of crime scene photos. But they were black and white. Oh, which is the most terrifying crime it scene photos you can get. The yeah. worst. And they were all like, it, 
like suicides and there were car accidents in there. And we just had this. St- I was maybe seven or eight. Oh, that's these, a great age to see when those. these yeah. came home and they were just floating around my house for about five years. Oh, and we would have people over and I'd be like, you want to see something? Oh my God. There was one picture in particular that I can still see in my head because I remember staring at it and wondering what color the guy's hair was, which I finally decided was red, Ugh. and what color his sweater was, which I finally decided was green. Sure. And it was a suicide, and his face was just- Not in the right place. All right? over oh. the place. It was insane. <sighs> Those photos are available for purchase at Zach Baggins yeah. Haunted <laughs> Museum, right next to Red Foxes. What you looking at, dummy? <laughs> Unpops.com slash merch. Get you some crime scene photos signed by me and Travis. They're haunted. <laughs> They're haunted yeah. by my impression of Red Fox. <laughs> so in July of 92, Kurt and Courtney return to that Spalding Street apartment to find that a pipe has burst, which is a bummer because, of course, Kurt keeps his journals and his guitars in the bathtub. Of course. By the way, when I first read these notes and it was like they returned to the, uh, to the apartment and I saw something about a pipe, not... The pipe that I was thought that we were talking about. I was like, oh, no. Oh, now no. they're chasing the dragon. I know how this goes. Uh, f- they they moved to North the hills of North Hollywood? This is the big exception I have. <laughs> North Hollywood is flat. There are no hills in North Hollywood. I swear to God in the book it says the North Hollywood hills. Maybe. And I was also like, I've never heard of that. Right. As you go towards the hills, you're in Burbank. Or if you go the other way, you're actually in Hollywood. North Hollywood is flat. Yeah. It's like the panhandle of Texas. It's flat. <laughs> like It's a flood basin. <laughs> Kurt lied about everything. <laughs> yeah. I live in the North Hollywood Hills. <laughs> <laughs> I can guess maybe he means like close to Universal. Like there's those hills that kind of go up. Yeah. They said it overlooks the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, that's actually the Hollywood. It's the northern hills of Hollywood, not the North Hollywood Hills is why I would say it. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm glad I really picked apart that this year. <laughs> All this of heroin we yeah, while you're pregnant, sure. But don't say North Hollywood has hills. I've grown up there. There's no hills. Someone in the comments says, can, or Rodrigo Moreno says, can confirm, don't watch suicide videos. It will change you and you'll go down the rabbit hole that leads to watching cartel murder videos. Don't do it. Cartel murder you videos? You check out some cartel murder videos? I mean, I feel like we got to, yeah, right? I mean, we've already went down the yeah, suicide I've video I've seen the hole. suicide stuff. I'll put together. What's next? I saw a pig fuck a lady. It can't be worse than a cartel suicide <laughs> video. I'll string together a yeah. comp. <laughs> Short I made you a mixtape <laughs> of cartel murder videos. Oh my God, you must really like me. No, actually. No, I hate you. <laughs> so... uh Francis Bean was born on August 18th, 1992 at Cedar sinai Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Perfectly healthy. The delivery was chaos. <laughs> I feel well, like that was the doctor. Too. Perfectly healthy. Like, just surprised as anybody. Like, this baby. I mean, we'll talk to her again when she's a teen. This baby's fine now. It's fine. I don't. This makes no sense. This is. It has all the right numbers of appendages. This doesn't make any sense. This is where are the flippers? There should be flippers on this baby. I heard your jokes, Mr. Cobain. The delivery was chaos, obviously, because Kurt was in that same hospital at the time withdrawing from heroin. Yep. Again. 
Courtney's. He was pacing in the waiting room for a different reason. <laughs> Courtney goes down to get him at four in the morning to bring him up to the delivery room. At this point in history, he weighs 105 pounds. What? Which, yeah, that's that's small. That's it, that's small at any height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live with a woman who weighs about that, and I could throw her. Right, right. So I can't imagine uh, a, a, a no. He was too frail to be a breathing coach for her because he couldn't <laughs> breathe in deeply enough. Oh my god! So apparently, the delivery was mostly her like comforting him while he was like oh, puking in the corner and god. passing out. He fainted at one point. Of course he did. Of course he did. Uh, if Lamont's is heavy lifting for you, or Lamaz is heavy lifting for you. Maybe up your protein, bro. Maybe, uh, you know, eat a couple of sandwiches. Yeah. You're way underweight. And this this is a detail I don't think I'd ever, I don't remember hearing. And this is one of those things like, did he, did this part really happen? Okay. Uh, this is from the book Heavier Than Heaven. Oh, yeah. This is fucked up. Shortly after the birth, Kurt's, this is verbatim from Heavier Than Heaven. Shortly after the birth, Kurt snuck out of the hospital, bought heroin, got high, returned with a 38 caliber pistol and reminded Courtney that they'd made a vow that if it ever seemed like they were going to have their baby taken away, they'd both commit suicide. You know, the happiest day of your life, you know? Yeah, you want to go out and get a gun. Right. Why not? The day you're married on the beach in your pajamas, the day you welcome your baby into the world with a gun and heroin. Right. Those are the happiest days in your life, you know? You get that gun engraved later? <laughs> yeah. For Bean? <laughs> Give it to her when she turns 18? Four bean with an arrow pointing at the handle. <laughs> Four dad with a thing pointing at the barrel. Oh no! <laughs> Grim. <laughs> what if we find out he killed himself? Oh at my the end god! Of this? That would be. I would feel, feel so bad. terrible. I would. You'll feel bad. I'll feel awful. for that and the flipper baby jokes. <laughs> yeah, and the red fox impression. If I think about it. <laughs> so the reason he did this is they were very concerned because right before she gave birth. Courtney got a faxed copy of a Vanity Fair article. That, that was couldn't be, be a more 90s sentence. Exactly. Got a faxed copy of your Vanity <laughs> Fair article. Ooh, must be on the A-list, are we? And this is an infamous article. Yeah, it is. It It is a big point in the history of Nirvana. And it was- Would you say it changed everything? Travis, <laughs> it changed everything. It changed Everything. I think everyone would agree that this is the Vanity Fair article <laughs> where everything's different. After. Everything. N nothing's the same. Nothing remained as it was. <laughs> the things that were, were changed. Right. This is, it, it was written by Lynn Hirschberg, and this is the insanely long title. Yeah. <sighs> Strange Love, our Courtney Love, lead diva of the post-punk band Hole, and her husband, Nirvana heartthrob Kurt Cobain, the grunge John and Yoko, or the next Sid and Nancy. That's a paragraph. That's the whole, well, that's way before we had clickbait. Yeah, just put yeah. Kurt and Courtney, they on drugs? Yeah. We get it. Here's the number of, <laughs> you won't believe the number of flipper babies Kurt and Courtney had. Because the answer's zero. We're surprised by it. <laughs> so this article makes Courtney Love seem like a legitimately crazy person. Also, Courtney Love is a legitimately crazy, crazy person. person. Yeah. And there's also a bunch of anonymous sources in the article who claim Courtney Love was using heroin while she was pregnant 
with Francis Bean. Was one of those sources Courtney Love? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, it's probably on tape, her saying it. I'm using a lot of heroin when I'm pregnant. It's like, whatever. Supposed to make the baby strong and fight off the flippers. That's, Courtney, that was you. That was just you. They're leaking information. <laughs> so... Oh, my God. This is awful. This is pretty bad. Like As bad as the situation Kurt and Courtney are in, this is the letter. Kurt writes a letter to MTV uh, regarding Lynn Hirschberg. Because he they writes had- a letter to a television station <laughs> that made him famous. Yeah. <laughs> For reporting on the story about how his wife might have used heroin. That he also was using heroin during. He bought a gun over this story before it was even on MTV. I got it. And now he's like, how dare you report this? Look, I had a baby. I bought heroin. I got a gun. But now this TV channel that made me famous (laughs) is talking about my wife having heroin. I got to go write a letter. Someone give me a pen and paper and some mac and cheese. This letter. Oh, my God. This is awful. This letter does not age well. No, I, I don't think it. I don't think it can. I don't think it was well intended at the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. This is the letter. Dear MTTV. <laughs> Get it? I got Instead it. Instead of MTV, yeah. MTTV. MTTV. The entity of all corporate gods. How fucking dare you embrace such trash journalism from an overweight, unpopular in high school cow who severely needs her karma broken. My life's dedication is now to do nothing but slag MTV and Lynn Hirschberg, who, by the way, is in cahoots with her lover, Kurt Loder, Parentheses, gin blossom drunk. We will survive without you easily. The old school is going down fast. Kurt Cobain, professional rock musician, fuckface. He got one part of that right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely got part of that right. What are the chances Courtney wrote that? <sighs> well, she did like to practice his handwriting, as we know from the conspiracy <laughs> show. Um, you really should go listen to that conspiracy show, by the way, about Courtney. I don't know, but it, it echoes. He writes something similar in the liner notes to the original release of Incesticide. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, yeah, about he, like how he's the most amazing person to have a baby with and all of this stuff. And, and he signs it with the Kurt, the K-U-R-D-T thing. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean. Look, if this was the White House White House Correspondence Dinner, people would be going to town <laughs> on Kurt Cobain and his attacking of an appearance of a woman. They they certainly would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did not say that she burned the lies <laughs> to make the perfect uh, smoky eye for this story. So surprisingly, this letter did not help. It did not make. Oh, he matters. mailed this one. This one, I believe, did go to MTV. And amazing. So this story becomes big news. Now there's tabloids actually running stories with pictures of deformed babies and like kind of pretending those are Francis Francis. Oh, shit. This becomes huge news. And I mean, you know what's weird about Kurt? He's kind of Trumpy. Oh, yeah. He's kind of you fake news. You fuckers. You lie. You do all this shit. And then pokes back at people in this really sharp way and you heard in the rolling stone letter he criticized them for being not in line with liberal conservatism yeah, what the, what the, 
just that's, 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 what? That's, that's both things together. Yeah, that's, that's both. both yeah, that's, that's not a thing. That's not a yeah. But liberal conservatism. <laughs> I think gays shouldn't marry, but not for the reason you think. <laughs> I just don't want to go to more weddings. I just feel that people shouldn't own other people, and that's all marriage is. So yeah, the the Vanity Fair article becomes big news. Axel Rose weighs in at one point. Axel, Axel, <laughs> where's Axel? He says Kurt Cobain is a junkie with a junkie wife, and the if the baby's born deformed, I think they both ought to go to prison. Now, if you excuse me, I need to go punch my girlfriend. XOXO <laughs> Axel Rose. And so, worst fears confirmed. After this article comes out. A social worker shows up at their house with a copy of this magazine in her hand. <laughs> that seems a little far-fetched. <laughs> that seems a little too, like... But you would probably, if, like, you would want to have it so you could be like, hey, you want to speak to this? I know, but there's also, words? like, a social worker showing up and be like, <laughs> care to comment? Also, baby, please. Like, she was just at lunch reading <laughs> yeah, the magazine yeah. and was like... Oh, I, I know where North Spalding is. I'm on my way. <laughs> It's in the hills of North Hollywood. <laughs> I can get there, no problem. <laughs> and this is a quote from Rosemary Carroll, which this I can absolutely see the meeting okay. going exactly like this. Within five minutes of meeting this woman, Courtney created an atmosphere wherein the woman wanted to bring her down and hurt her. And unfortunately, the ammunition was there. So basically, this woman shows up and Courtney Love handles it Exactly not how you should handle it. She just gets but really aggro and awful. But 100% by the Courtney Love playbook. Right. Like right. doesn't play it in the like, it'd be weird if she was like, oh my God, oh, you can't believe what the press will say about us. I'm sure she was just like, oh, I'm Courtney Love! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My CIA training says I should murder you! <laughs> so the court, as a result of this meeting, the county petitions to have Francis Bean taken away. The court refuses to release her from the hospital. Uh, oh, so she's into, not even out of the hospital yet? No. She was cleared as being healthy, but was still in the hospital. And the, the court decides she can't leave without a court-appointed guardian supervising. I love that they're like, the baby is healthy. The parents are awful. Right. You gotta, <laughs> we got to keep the baby. And so they come up with a plan where... They they hire a full-time nanny and just get her a place right next to theirs. And this nanny literally takes care of their kid for like eight months while they sort this thing out uh, while they're living next door. And they can only see the kid if that nanny is present. What? Yeah. That seems like a real like bad loophole. Like that seems like nobody was checking on anything. Right. Kind of thing. It seems like it's almost like I'd kind of want to raise a kid that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what? Where are you going? You're not leaving me alone with this thing. Get yeah. back here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> I want to be able to look out my window and see that the kid is happy, but I don't want to have anything to do with it at this point. <laughs> exactly. He's not going to remember this. So that's uh, wow. That's where we leave off in this this section of the Nevermind years. Kurt and Courtney. Last we checked in, they were <sighs> pregnant, and in this short amount of time, they have lost that baby. Yeah, and their minds, and they are seemingly going insane and yes. i mean 400 bucks of heroin a day it's a lot of heroin it's a lot of letters to be firing off to major publications <laughs> and that you'll TV. end up working with closely for years i mean if you were to add 60 years to uh kurt cobain's age 
the idea of an old man writing a letter to the television station he's mad at fits in also, you know? Yeah. Dear MTTV, I'm so mad at you. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. The, someone in the comments says, who all agrees Kurt today would have voted for Trump? I don't know. I don't think at this age he would have voted for Trump. Right. I think Kurt would have voted for Bush. Possibly, yeah. And there was a meme going around during the 2016 election where they were saying that Kurt Cobain said, like, um, you know, I think like someone like Donald Trump, I know it sounds weird to say, but I think he'd be like a really good president yeah. in the future. And they even spelled Kurt Cobain wrong. So it was basically their <laughs> way of being like, he definitely didn't say that. Right. Uh, so I don't think he would have voted for Trump. I think he would have been... I think the women stuff would have really stuck with him, despite him being a dick in that letter. Yeah. I think the the pussy grabbing and the way he treats women would really not go in line with the Cobain that we came to know. At least not the public image. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> of Cobain. Yeah. I think, I, I think as he aged, I think he would have obviously mellowed out a little. Maybe we would have gotten a Kurt Christ. Ticket. I mean, maybe Novoselic went into politics for. I think he's still in them, right? Yeah, like the I politics? think so. Yeah, so maybe we'd have, maybe he'd have been the governor of uh, of uh, of Washington. Oh, that would have been Governor amazing. Cobain. That would have been amazing. <laughs> CIA would never let it happen. It's though. true. They would murder him. He yeah. would be shot. Uh, very JFK been, style. He would have been dead. So, all right. Let's. Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Uh. Yeah, I mean, Patreon, that's a thing. Yeah. Patreon.com slash unpops. Um, Keep us afloat. Uh, do that. That's what I plug. Yeah, Patreon. Do that. do that. And come see me on tour. I don't know when this episode's going up, but provided it's not later than May 20th, come see me on tour. May 16th through May 20th, I'll be in Chicago, Minneapolis, Dyersville, Iowa, Wichita, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. And if you're a fan of this show and you see Adam, just say, do you want to be haunted, dummy? Just say that to him <laughs> in your best Red Fox, and it would make me very, very happy. Or after the show, come up and tell me that this was the show that changed everything. <laughs> this changed everything. And I will greatly appreciate it. That would be amazing. Uh, unpops.com slash tour. You can get tickets for that. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>